Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. Tony, it's the 50th anniversary of the first cell phone call. I'm Tony Kornheiser, paving the way for so many naked selfies. Oh, yeah, of course. What well, so those big huggy bear phones in the, like, early 90s, those, that was cell phone technology? The first cell phone I remember ever having was at the 1996 Olympics in Atlanta. And I remember yeah. honestly carrying a cell phone and being amazed as I turned the corner, it still worked. I mean, I, you know, the technology was beyond me then and it is beyond those me big, now. Those big brick things, though, those were cell phones? I didn't know, I just called it a Think car so. phone. You didn't take it out of mm, your I, car. Who knew? Well, I, I took this on the streets of Atlanta for the Olympics. Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. In today's episode, LSU beats Iowa, Giannis tops Joel Embiid, and Tiger prepares for another run at the Masters. But we begin today with tonight's men's championship. San Diego State, a five seed, got there with a buzzer-beating jump shot over Florida Atlantic, and Connecticut, a four seed, got there by rolling over Miami in the same manner they had rolled over everyone else in the tournament so far. Wilbon, you and I are going to play odds makers. What percentage chance do you have San Diego State to beat UConn tonight? Percentage chance. Well, I, I guess by now, Tony, like most people, if not everybody, I look at Connecticut and they win these games all by double digits. And I say, okay, 25% chance, somewhere between 20 and 30, um, which means I'm not discounting, you know, or counting out San Diego State, but I'm certainly looking at Connecticut as a heavy favorite. So, and particularly the way they've gone against all their non-conference opponents, and including, yeah. of course, non-conference opponents in this tournament. So, yeah, I mean, UConn, whose defense seems probably underrated, who has multiple players, I mean, four or five guys who can handle it, pass it, shoot it, get to wherever, whatever spots on the floor they want to score. I look at UConn now and go, wow, where'd they come from? Why did it take either us so long to notice or them so late in the game to sort of flex and exert themselves but I'm going to say 20 to 30% chance, Tone, no greater than that. Yeah, I share your opinion on UConn. I mean, I believe that if UConn plays to the level they have played at so far this tournament, they actually should win easily. They're better than San Diego State. San Diego State has a lot of trouble scoring. I don't understand how San Diego State actually beat Florida Atlantic. And UConn, and just for the numbers so people hear this, in five games, they won by 24, by 15, by 23, by 28, and by 13. That's plus 103 in five games. Mike, historically, there have only been five teams that got to the final game having beaten everybody by double digits before. Four of them won. I'm going to be very surprised if UConn doesn't win. The only way I can see it, Mike, San Diego State's a good defensive team. If they hold them in the Great 50s or the very team. low 60s. I mean, uh, let me get the numbers straight here. At one point this season, Connecticut scored 53 and lost at Creighton. I believe that was in February, and they scored 61 at Providence and lost there in January. But they've gotten at least 70 in every game so far. So I think they should win the game. Yeah, Tony, the, the one thing I think most people discount or count out, though, is great defense. And San Diego State does that. That's have their it. calling card. Yes. That's the one yes. thing they have. Now, Tony, we've seen great defensive teams break through in the Final Four and even on championship night. So, uh, uh, I don't want to get carried away. The one thing we know don't is that this tournament away. has been 
predictable in its unpredictable nature. So that's one right. more night. That's right. I don't know. And there's there's always a North Carolina state upset out there at some point. Yeah. But we yeah. agree that UConn has looked like winners throughout the whole thing. Yes, they so have. far they really have. Let's move to last night's women's title game. LSU got a big boost from his bench to top Caitlin Clark at Iowa by 17. It's coach Kim Mulkey's fourth title, first since she moved from Baylor to LSU just two years ago. Notable in his absence from the title game was South Carolina, who dominated the season until falling to Iowa on Friday night. Caitlin Clark went crazy. Tony is the bigger story who won the tournament or who did not. The bigger story is who won because who won scored 102 points in the final yeah. game because who won shot out of their minds from three in the yeah. first half, which enabled them to win 10 of 13 from three for LSU in the first half. That's 77 percent. Look, I, I do not want to be misinterpreted here. LSU was the better team. They were better than Iowa. They were better. That's for the third time I'm going to say it. That refing was atrocious. The people that ref that game should not be allowed to ref any other game ever. Mike, you always say this. You always say nobody goes to a baseball game to see an umpire throw somebody out of the game. Nobody tuned in that game to see referees put Caitlin Clark on the bench. They didn't do that. Again, LSU was the better team. Perhaps yeah. some of it, a little of it was the fact that you know, that Iowa expended everything they had to beat South Carolina, which I certainly didn't think they could do, and I don't know how much they had left. But Kim Mulkey is a great coach. She has now won at two different schools. Nobody else in a women's game has done that, so let's give her and LSU credit. Yeah, Tony, LSU's better. I mean, so it's about who won the tournament. And I, I, I've i looked at some headlines on various pages and even in newspapers and it's used the word upset and I'm like shut up who's writing this headline because that's just <laughs> dumb LSU has more good players than Iowa this isn't debatable you know put your stupid metrics away and watch the game and you know that LSU has more good players than Iowa has and LSU has a Hall of Fame coach not the That's college right. basketball Hall of Fame, huh? Not the Louise, the state of Louisiana Hall of Fame. The Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame, Kim Mulkey, all right? So she knows what she's doing. Everybody knows she knows what she's doing. And, Tony, she had a couple of days. She had two games to study where she looked at Caitlin Clark and what Iowa did and said, wait a minute. She's killed two people. She's eliminated right. two people, including the undefeated defending national champs. And she, That's of course, right. and her players knew what to do. So I didn't look at this as any sort of lacking in the, four, in the, in the final four. The no, better no, team no. won, no. period. So I didn't, I, didn't, um, I didn't understand why LSU was a three seed. They were 33-2, and two, and one of their losses was to yeah. the undefeated South to Carolina. South Carolina. Team. They should have been yeah. a two. I thought they should have been a two, but that's a minor thing. I will say this. It got record ratings, record ratings. It may outdraw the men's game tonight. I spoke to 10 or 12 people yesterday who all said to me they were going home to watch that game, and they may never, to watch Caitlin Clark, and they may never have watched yeah. a women's basketball tournament before, and they wanted to watch that. We move now to a favorite topic on this show, the NBA MVP race. When last we left off on Friday, Joel Embiid was the favorite by a narrow margin 
over Nikola Jokic and by a wide margin over Giannis Antetokounmpo. But yesterday, Milwaukee beat Philadelphia by 13 points. And Antetokounmpo outscored, out-rebounded, out-assisted, out-stole, and out-blocked Embiid. And I don't know what else there is. And he was 13-17 while Embiid was 11-25. Well, when I know Embiid is your boy, but how could you vote for him now? I didn't say I was voting for him now. Did you ask me if I was voting for him now? Are you voting for him now? It's I'm fluid. asking you, are you voting for him now? Today, no. Today, okay. the vote goes to Antetokounmpo. And we haven't even seen Jokic for, like, what, four games or five out of six or something like that. And that's one of the edges that Jokic had was his availability. He had played more games than either Giannis or Joel Embiid. But that's, that's starting to even out a little bit, Tony, as he's missed these games. And I understand, I'm not blaming Jokic. I mean, I understand you want Jokic. You need him if you were the Denver Nuggets to be as healthy as possible when the playoffs start in two weeks or a little less than that. So I get that. No, it's Giannis, Tone. It's Giannis today. There's only one week left in the regular season. It's a regular season award. That's so if right. I was casting That's my right. ballot tonight, and I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait as long as I can, but it's going to Antetokounmpo right now from where I sit. Good. Yeah, yeah, because I'm, I'm going to go through this, what I went through the other day. Giannis Antetokounmpo has led his team to a higher place in the conference standings than Joel Embiid's team. And yep. when they play each other head-to-head, Antetokounmpo crushes. And let me just review some of these things. 33-28 to 28 in points, 14-9 to 9 in rebounds, 6-5 to 5 in assists, 1 to nothing in steals, and 3 to nothing in blocks. Plus, Antetokounmpo was plus 21, and Embiid was minus 10. That is total domination, Holmes. So at the basis of that, there is no rationale to vote for Embiid. I'm not crazy about this award because I don't think it often goes to the right guy. I think LeBron should have won 6 to 8. I think Jordan should have won 8 to 10. But people get tired of voting for the same guy, so they move on. But if you're talking about what's valuable, leading your team to number one in the conference. Number one seed. Most wins in the NBA. And you crush the guy at the same position when you play. Thank you. Thank you. It's on to the Kumpo. Let's take a break. Coming up, how big a deal is it that the new look Rangers swept the Phillies? And it's Masters Week. What should we expect out of Tiger Woods? So I thought you were going to go the other way and insist on Embiid still. So good for you. No, no. Steph Curry's voting for Embiid. Who is? Steph Curry said he would vote for Embiid. Why wouldn't he? Yeah. Wow. I don't, you know. Still a three Pardon the interruption is brought to you by Astapro Allergy. Nasal allergy relief that starts working in 30 minutes. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.
The NFL schedule drops this week, and you can be there to catch all the action, live and in person, with Vivid Seats. Experience every touchdown, every tackle, and every eye-popping play of your favorite team. And to kick it off, Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN, is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code PTI. That's code PTI. Download the app or visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Let's find out what's on the minds of the minions. Let me get first. Real time. Tiger practice at Augusta yesterday. Do you see him as having a good shot, a long shot, or no shot of winning? I mean, a shot. You know, a shot. Closer to long shot. I'm not going to say no shot because he won five times there. And it just seems like a place where he could go, Tony, even in his diminished physical capacity. And you and I have, name dropping, walked Augusta National. We know how difficult it is to just walk the golf course. The the topographical changes are just unbelievable there. You can't always tell on television. So a shot, Tony, but I'm not going to go crazy and say, I know he made the cut last year. I get that. It's his place. It's probably his happy place. But, Tony, there got to be eight to ten guys you got to have as a favorite above Tiger. Eight to ten? Oh, no, there's yeah. many more than that. Look, he okay, doesn't well, have 20. no shot because, as you said, he's won it five times. And he's produced the greatest golf ever at Augusta. Okay, so he doesn't have no shot. But he's at best a long shot. He's a sentimental choice for people. Last year he made the cut, and he hadn't played at all before that. This year I think he's played in one tournament, so maybe that's a little bit better. The truth is, if you gave us truth serum, we would say he has no shot. But we don't want to say that on television because there's always the possibility that on Sunday he's like five or six shots back. Not that he's going to win, but that there's hope. You know, you can dream something like that. But honestly, though, we both say it's a long shot. It is closer to no shot, right? Well, it is. if it was any place else other than Augusta, I would say no shot. Right. If this was the U.S. Right. Open, I'm going to say no right. shot. But it's okay. Augusta. I mean, there's magic, right? I yes, mean, there's, there's, come on now, there's Tiger, magic. Augusta. There's magic. And I got a picture of Tiger over my shoulder. People are watching that right now. Here's the next one. Bigger deal. Phillies at 0-3 or Rangers at 3-0? Well, there's no big deal. It, there's, no, there's no big deal in baseball other than the fact that these games are about, on average, what is it, 27 or 28 minutes shorter. And I get that, you know, you tried to grom out there and you got some some hope, and it's been a while since the Rangers were anything, and Philly's got these right. injuries. We don't know when people are going to come back like Bryce Harper. And they, they, but they, there's no big deal at this point, Tony. I mean, the Cubs went out and, and had a shutout 4 nothing over the Brewers in game one and then lost the next two games to the Brewers to go one and two. So I'm not falling into that trap of declaring anything just yet. So in my house, it's great news when the Phillies lose. Because the Phillies have Trey Turner and Bryce Harper and Kyle Schwarber, and they all used to be with Washington at one point, and now Washington is a terrible team, and the Phillies got to the World Series last year. So in my house, if they lose every game, I'm happy. But I'm with you. Three games of 162 doesn't mean much. Texas Rangers, I'm glad they're acquiring a lot of talent without getting it out of Washington. They got DeGrom from the Mets. They got Corey Seager from the Dodgers. But I would, I would concentrate. Like I watched the Nats yesterday, afternoon game. 
The Nats against the Braves. 217, right? Do I have this right? 217, a 4-1 game, 217, a Sunday night game, which was the Rangers and the Phillies. Let's get to the notes. 224. Mike, this is like a wonder drug, the, the pitch clock. It's like aspirin for the first time. It's unbelievable. It's a 31-minute difference so far year to year yeah. from last year to this year. You can watch the whole game. It's amazing two to things. me. I've two loved quick it. things. I've as, loved as, it. as a PS. Two quick things loved as a PS. It. One, did you even remember Bruce Bochy is now down in Texas? Yes, you he's the that? manager. And wait a minute. Yes. If you're going to talk about people, cities, locations, taking something from Washington, Texas took the whole damn franchise from Washington. What yes, are you talking they about? Did. They did. But it's not yeah. the same as losing Trey Turner, who's an all-timer, well, in my opinion. Enough email. You know. Let's take one last break. Still to come, your Dallas Mavericks. Tim, yeah, you love mine. so much. Sure. They finally appear to be finished. Yeah, I don't like them at all. How big a boost could the return of Andrew Wiggins give to the Dubs? So I never minded when Bryce Harper went to the Phillies because the Nats won a World Series without him. But Turner mm-hmm. and Schwarber, that hurt my heart. Turner opened with a double last night. It hurt my heart. Schwarber came up next. You know. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Happy time, people. Happy 28th birthday, Jamal Williams. The running back is now with the Saints after leading the NFL in rushing touchdowns last year with the Lions, 17, and breaking Barry Sanders' franchise record in the process. Williams got the record with two touchdowns in the final Sunday night game, knocking the Packers out of the playoffs. After the game, Williams went on TV to chide the NBC commentators who had predicted a Packers win, saying, quote, stop playing us. We're the Detroit Lions. I don't watch TV, but I heard everybody pick the Packers over us. Stop playing with us, unquote. Williams, who previously played four years in Green Bay, went from tears as he dedicated the game ball to his late great-grandfather to anger as he concluded, quote, don't let these tears fool you. It's all dog in this mug, unquote. Uh, Tony, I'm upset about the move that he made from Detroit to New Orleans because then the Lions went out and took our running back, David Montgomery, who I think has oh. been the heart and soul in many ways of the Bears. They took him, and now he's in Detroit. Don't like it at all. Happy anniversary, Greg Popovich. On this day four years ago, the Spurs coach was ejected in a record 63 seconds. Just the other day, Popovich was elected to the Hall of Fame and said, quote, I just felt like the Hall of Fame was for Red Holtzman, Red Auerbach, Larry Bird, Magic Johnson. 
You put people's names in like mine, and it's like the SAT test, which doesn't fit. I'm not trying to be Mr. Humble or anything. I'm a Division III guy, not a Hall of Fame guy, unquote. Really? Might that not be a tad self-serving? Can you name a D3 guy with the most wins in NBA history, five championships and an Olympic gold medal? Popovich is the longest tenured active coach in the four major American pro sports, 27 seasons. And let's see what happens if the Spurs get Wembenyama. Ooh, I know, Tony, that five championships could increase if they get Wembenyama. Wow. I mean, he had David Robinson, who was a one overall, Tim Duncan, who was a one overall, and Wembenyama, he's going to be a one overall for somebody. Oh, my goodness, if he winds up on the Spurs. Wow. Happy trails to a lockout in the NBA. The NBA and the Players Association have agreed on a new seven-year deal. It feels like everything's going to be pretty much the same. Players, though, now will have to play in 65 games to be eligible for lucrative postseason awards. But all three leading MVP candidates would likely get there if they had to. Jokic is already at 67. Embiid is at 64. Antetokounmpo is at 62 with four games to go. The one-and-done rule will remain in place. There's going to be some kind of in-season tournament that no one really understands yet. Spending money by rich teams will be curbed to encourage parity, and players will make more money than ever. Is anyone really surprised? Mike, you follow this. Yeah, nobody's really surprised, I guess, Tony. Uh, Maybe they thought it'd be more contentious. But the thing is, this in-season tournament, every time I try to get a reasonable response as to why or what will change or why would it be appealing to anybody over like 14 years old and follows international soccer, I don't get a good enough answer. Other than that, congratulations. So I feel exactly the same way you do, that everybody seems to be rushing to have a soccer tournament in the middle of their season. I mean, as it is now, the regular season is endless. Why would you include more games for some tournament that nobody is truly going to understand, right? Don't give a satisfactory explanation at all. All right, let's go to the big finish. Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN says the Warriors expect Andrew Wiggins back this week. Do you see do you see that as a big deal? Yes, because the Warriors cannot and will not win without Wiggins in that lineup. No chance. Georgia defensive lineman Jalen Carter will only visit teams who have a top 10 pick, Tony. Does that make sense? Well, it shows that he thinks he's going to be a top 10 at the worst, like 8, 9, 10 at the worst. What if he falls to 11? Is he going to sit out for a year? Or what is he going to do? The Grizzlies blew a 23-point lead to the Bulls. Is that significant? No, it isn't. It really isn't. The Knicks clinched the playoff spot. Are you on or off the bandwagon, Mr. New York? Okay, I'm off. I mean, you know the Knicks that I love. I, these, I, no, I'm not jumping on now just because I was born and raised in New York. But I don't Come love on, the team. Come on, my man, Jalen Brunson, I'm on. I'm I don't love the team. You only love him because he's from Chicago. Last one. Yeah. The Mavericks lost to the Hawks. Are they finally done? Tony, I think they are. They're not mathematically done yet, but they're two games effectively behind the Thunder for that last, you know, play-in spot. I, I think Dallas is going to be done. And then watch out. Woo. We're out of time. We will try and do better the next time. And I'm Tony Kornheiser. I'm Mike Wilbon. Same time tomorrow, knuckleheads. You can get the PTI podcast on the ESPN app or Apple Podcasts. Wait till Luca asks to be traded. And now. Yeah, you know what? It all comes back to the owner, to Mark Cuban. He pulled it.